First off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Tare, Erica, Stephanie, Suze, Diane, Barbara, Anna, Jenna, Jennifer, Karen, Mary, Kevin, Jill, Joe, Sarah, Kayla, Evelyn, Corinne, Kobe, Michael, Reginard, Jane, Lois, Audra, Fallon, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, you'll get access to our bonus episodes where Patricia, Nayland, and I talk about other things we're interested in, like Warren Stories or Next in Fashion and the Project Runway reunion episodes. And of course, you will also have our eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway and to be able to share it with you lovely, amazing fellow fans of this wonderful show. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Oh, wait, are you doing a wee-wee pad jacket? <laughs> I'm doing wee-wee pad drape dress. Any wee-wee on it? Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to pee on it. Oh, of course. These must have had tubing connectors, and I didn't buy them. Connections? Yeah, like connector pieces. Oh, like these? Like those. <laughs> yeah, just like those, Victor. Wow, let the games begin. Lovely listeners, welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Ernez, and fashion is a lot of wee-wee pads. Hi, I'm Patricia, and I used to have rabbits when I was young, and they all died. <laughs> Hashtag true story. <laughs> um, welcome back, listeners. Um, back here with Patricia, and um, uh, a backstory of um uh, the demise of of some rabbits <laughs> really sorry for all of that but yeah oh my goodness um so it's it's really really great to be back after an unanticipated delay i'll say so um i've been ill i i i some illness took me out last week so i really appreciate y'all appreciate y'all's patience um you wonderful listeners and so so happy to be back um as we venture into this vintage adventure. Um, and so we're starting um, season nine. We're on episode two and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some pets and a lot of weeby pads, um, a lot of like hamster bedding, a lot of dog bedding and cat bedding and how they're all different. And then it's not even, it's not rabbit bedding. So those are all different things. They're packaged in different packages and uh, the designers use them to make their garments this episode. So, um, but yeah, but just before we move on, just to remind everyone that we are on Instagram at The Workroom Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Workroom. And also there will be a cheat sheet that goes along with um, our runway discussion. And I will prompt you when it's time to click on, on that. Um, the link will be in the show notes so you can follow along with us in runway order. And also to remind everyone, we are on Patreon. So um, we're still continuing through Warren stories and having a really lovely time. And uh, now that I'm sort of mended back together, we can get back into um, dropping our bonus episodes. So, um, and last but not least, we really love hearing from you all. 
So please send all of us your hot takes, your questions, your gossips, your rants, your vents to us at in the workroom at gmail.com. Um, that's I in the workroom at gmail.com. So yeah. All right. So let's get into this. Um, I will, I will say that, you know, so we're, we're, we're getting into this, um, this episode two. Um, and I wrote down some notes from our previous ladies because we start off this episode with a very apprehensive Josh C who got hammered on the runway last week. And there's a Nina quote that I don't know how I missed this, but Nina is, um, we hear her saying to Josh, you are in a competition and you're giving me a white short and a tank top. And so Josh C listened to that, or I should say Josh C's brain repeated that over and over and over again in his nightmares. And so he wakes up the next morning and uh, is feeling uh, better, um, maybe hopeful. I think Josh C is sort of saving so much face um, because he, he, he had it pretty rough. He really almost went home. He's very lucky that Raphael's outfit didn't cover the model's stomach. So. So, yeah. Yeah. But um. So I'll and I'll say that we we have like our, our our opening where we wake up with the designers all kind of going through the previous day before we head out. Um, so of course, like everyone's checking in with Josh. Um, we also have some what I call like nice nastiness going on in Bert's apartment, <laughs> where they're having some like what's like nice nasty. Where where I don't know what else to call it because I, I don't think it's shady, but it's like it's joking with some bite. Like there's some sharp joking going on between Victor. Bert and um and, and a few other people in their apartment um but Bert has this one joke because there's like a oh, bird how's it feel being like the winner um and Bert's like it feels great but I know you guys are out to get me now and so oh I see Bert um kind of points out like our sweet sweet Olivier saying like I yeah I woke up in the middle of the night and you had a pillow over my head and Olivier's like yeah yeah but I'm too sweet and nice to really murder anyone for real but yeah so, um, so yeah, so, so they're, they're kind of unwinding and getting together after this first elimination. Um, so we have our Heidi time where all the desi- designers are brought onto the runway for a few minutes, like really just a few minutes because Ky- Heidi comes onto the, to, on the runway and says, this time we want to find out, we want to find a way for you to unleash your creativity um, this is not an HP V21 screen top, whatever laptop thing that we have that helps you unleash your creativity another way. No, this is a different type of unleashing. Bye. Unleash. Goodbye. And so that's it. That's pretty much all that Heidi is there for. Um, so she sends them to Alphabet City to meet Tim on the street somewhere. And, uh, they roll up together and it looks like the intro to some 90s sitcom that has like 15 main characters because the way the camera has them walking down the street and shooting some producer told them to look like they're having fun and and like each other and smile um so by the time they get up there though it's because tim is going to give them something that took a lot of those smiles off their faces actually um pulled out some grimaces from a few people because they're standing in front of petland discount store (laughs) now this is 
this is their uh, the site for their materials for the day. It, this is um, very obviously the unconventional challenge. And I wonder if a little bit of the discontent is because they kind of technically just got done with an unconventional challenge because they had to make <laughs> outfits out of bed sheets. But I would like to believe that even though we're far, far away from mood, that this is a place that little tiny Swatch likes to go and hang out and maybe get oh. some like fun snacks or whatever. Like it's their corner store. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> see. Yeah, this is like, yeah, this is the, uh, this is the TJ Maxx for Swatch. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like a little department store. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Swatch lives in a cool neighborhood, like, um, like Alphabet City. So, um, so Tim gives them their, their rundown, essentially. It's like, you know, use whatever you have in the store, but um, gives them the caveat that the judges do not respond well to garments that contain a lot of fabric, but tells them that they can use muslin for the infrastructure of the garments. <laughs> and then they have a budget of $300. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, they, so far, so good, right? So far, no big surprises. Nothing, nothing too huge and also pretty clear instructions from Tim, which yeah. I really appreciate. So, totally agree. so yeah, so they have like, um, um, a, like looks like a really interesting time in there. We have a lot of people who are going for, um, I would say that these are, these are like nail and no nos. So, so things that are very thin and don't cover mm -hmm. a lot of, um, a lot of space. So your leashes and your ropes, <laughs> Um, and we have Cecilia, for instance, who's really trying to be the good eighth student, bringing everything to Tim and like, Tim, is this fabric? Tim, would this count as fabric? Tim. And it's just like, listen, listen. All right. I gave you that because we don't want to know. So if you want to use dog bedding, sure. But we don't want to know that it is. But I would prefer that you not use dog bedding. Cut to Bert asking for someone's help to get dog bedding. <laughs> And also, let's cut to a bunch of people getting dog bedding, because that's what a lot of people did. Um, but not Cecilia, because she's an A student and trying, you know, to not get dinged for doing something that yeah. the judges really don't want. But did anything else stand out to you? Um, not really. I mean, I remember just, I, this is like, I've actually never walked into a pet land. Mm. Um. So I was just fascinated by all the like plastic things and colors of things. I was like, what, 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 what? Yeah. But, and I was really like, don't dogs like bones? Like yes. bones are pretty big, right? Yeah. Nobody went there. Nobody went to that aisle, but okay. It's so, so nothing else really stood out to me. Yeah. So. Cause they're, I'm, they're like different types of, I guess they're called, they're called hides, like different types of hides or different types of chews or whatever. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, one of the things that we'll hear about that a lot of people got were those wee wee pads. <laughs> so many wee wee pads. So many. Don't like those. Yeah. Um. So, and we also have uh like some comments from our our designers. Some some a little bit more disgruntled than others about having to use these types of materials. Um. We have Bert, who is just like, I am. So so glad that I've got immunity because I don't really do this crafty costuming thing. It's, it's not my strength. Well, wait, it is my strength. It's just that I don't want to do it. 
I mean, ha ha ha. Saying it's not a strength, it sounds like I'm weak and and respectful. Absolutely not. Mm. So it's like no. <laughs> I feel like if the, the the show is in season nine by now, like yeah, you, you pretty know like that this is a time constraint based show. Yes. Yeah. You know. And also that it's um you're gonna do some wacky stuff like this, but it's not to make you look silly. Although being silly is totally fine, but they're not out to get you to put you into like some hole of or a trap of of costume or or of um some fashion faux pas, whatever you think is a fashion faux pas. So, so yeah. Yeah, I mean Bert did say, Oh, I'm here to push myself. Like I've been a designer for X amount of years. I'm here to push myself. So yeah. here's how. Exactly. You know, be, op- yeah. be open to it. And I feel like, I don't know, like if you know those challenges are coming, this is a pretty steady challenge that happens on Project Runway. Yeah. So like you have to be somewhat prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, and it, there's a lot of um, missed fun opportunities here where it's silliness can be fun, um, even if it's, you know, what, what Victor says later, like trashing, that's mm. fun. Um, and, and why not? Just like enjoy it. Yes, it's a competition. Yes, you are on national television, but it's like have some fun, enjoy it. Anyway. Yeah. So, for sure. um, so, um, uh, time is up. They check out, they thank Petland discounts, and then, um, they head on over to the workroom where Ten gives them their, their time restraints. So it is very, very restricted at this time. They have 11 hours essentially, and maybe like a couple of hours the next day. So Tim screams at them to move it, to not dilly dally. Um, uh, Cause they just don't have a lot of time to figure out these materials and to make something. So, um, so they get to it. Um, but so then we have them all like, you know, looking through their, materials and um uh fixing and figuring out what they're going to be doing with them um and also this is here i forgot to mention this at the top listeners so um so so right so we have a couple of platforms that's that's covering or that's uh a couple of platforms where we can watch these shows and i'll say that i watched the tubi version and so there's a tubi version and then there's also i realize now there's a hulu version so um, Patricia watched on Hulu and I watched on Tubi. So I might miss a bunch of stuff or cut out certain things, but also just kind of let you know that there is like a really, really, I'll say efficient edit on Tubi. And so then on the version that I watched, it essentially went around to all the designers um, who, you know, figuring out their strategies, talking about how they're going to go at this. And it starts with Anthony Ryan, who decides to use birdseed. Or, or or just seeds period um and is using a muslin as the base and wants to create like a bird seed textile on top with some like grass tearing trim on the bottom um and then we have cecilia who is messing around with dog food and we, we also have um becky who is completely grossed out by that where here we have someone else who's got like differently colored hair and um is not having the fun that her hair is and so she's just like 
ew. Oh my God. Like Cecilia is using dog food and as if it's, as if it's beating. Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of grossed out by that. Just like, you know, like it's, it's fine. And later on, Cecilia makes a joke that she's going to eat it as a snack. I think that's funny. <laughs> like, yes, it can, it, it can be beads and it, it, it can also be a snack. It can be your lunch. It's fine. It's yeah. edible. Um, but yeah, so I'm just like, oh no, another person did, didn't get the have fun memo from Tim. Um, is is uh, is Becky over there? Um, then we have Bryce, who is also using a muslin base, but covering the bodice with some type of bedding, and then making a skirt made of <gasps> made of what? Wee wee pads. So we've got our first wee wee pad skirt, <laughs> and then we have. Laura, who's using a large dog cone collar, um, the kind that you use on a dog when they've had like an injury or whatever to keep their like their face from damaging or messing up any like stitches or whatever. Um, so she's using she's using that as a base of a skirt. And then we kind of settle. Any thoughts on that, Patricia? I, I just couldn't <laughs> think of a more boring choice than using that thing as a skirt. I mean, it's really interesting because it's it's an it is the same shape. It's the shape of yeah. A skirt. It's like it's like going to a lighting store and, and taking like the lamp shape. Oh, I'm gonna make a skirt out of this. It already has that shape. Yeah. So it's not you're not like really showing your ideas no. uh, very well. You're using a shortcut to an idea that exists. Yeah. So and it could be interesting mm-hmm. if there's something else that you're doing to the 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 surface, but. It's like, okay, you just turned it upside down. Okay. All right. Um, but then we, we settle on um, Feline, who is in a bit of a crisis because she chose orange, guys. She never chooses orange. I don't know why she chose orange. But she's into the texture of these. It's like this plastic kelp stuff. It looks like it's something that lines the bottom of a fish tank, perhaps. Um, but I think this is not a great sign that here we have someone who has very strong feelings about a color and yet they chose that color. And maybe it's because she liked the, the shape of the thing or she liked the texture or the object and it just happened to be orange. But also it's just like, maybe there's also a way for you to cover up that color. If you have strong feelings about orange, then you can think about a way to transform it maybe and to pull yourself out of this this like pit of despair this orange pit of despair maybe but uh yeah it just I think seem great you know what I think sometimes with these unconventional challenges sometimes people think oh if I spend a lot of time making something detailed Mm -hmm. then it's gonna look really dazzling and usually that's not what happens no yeah um, so it was sort of like, you know, the brakes went on for me here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's sort of like in these moments where it's kind of frustrating to watch because there is, it, it feels like a little bit of self-sabotage. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch that. But let's see here. Oh, okay. We also have, um, uh let's see here a little bit from josh c so josh c again all up in his head um got a cat post 
a doggy bed and an umbrella because he likes these materials. And um, I was thinking of a cat post and how the texture of a cat post might resemble the texture of a doggy bed. Um, so it kind of sounds like I don't have a cat and I've never had a cat post, but I think I've, I've seen them kind of from afar. But am I am I right? I feel like the color is typically the same, some type of like tan or I don't know, like a neutral cotton color, maybe. I think those exist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was getting the impression of something that was pretty similar un, until we got to the umbrella. So he got this umbrella with dogs on it. So I guess they're like they're dogs that need umbrellas with dogs on them. They sell that. I I mean, so, like, that, I mean that's what you the run from. That's what you run me? from. Yeah, like, <laughs> is it for the owners? Because I, you know, I understand. You know, you go in for your pet, and some things are for you, and some things are for them. Some things can be for you. So if I want an umbrella with a bunch of little tiny golden retrievers that match my dog, then that's, I guess that's okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he picked that up. He found it. Um, and he's like, he's very carefully, um, you know, just detaching the um, the umbrella material from the, from the top of that and is going to use it. Um, okay. So I'll just say that on my 2B version, I got a, I, I call this a really shady edit where they explain to us where Olivier is from. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, it's very... Um, out of place on, on 2B. So on Hulu, it probably makes a lot more sense. But it's just like, hi, I'm Oliver. I was born in Columbus, Ohio. When I was about 16, I moved to London by myself. I'm 22 now. And later on, I went to Milan, Italy for university. And so um, and so the way 2B edits it, it's just so funny. Because I'm pretty sure the producer's just like, where is your accent from? Like, where are you from? Where does that accent come from? But I really appreciate that because whatever I'm going to quote from Olivier a lot because I like speaking in that accent. But also, I feel like Olivier must be an accent slash language sponge because if he only went to Milan, Italy for for, for university, um, and 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 I, of course, you know, courses are probably in Italian. But um, Olivier is fluent in Italian, um, speaks it you know, very, um, very easily. And I think speaks a lot of other languages. And so I can imagine like a little 16 year old Oliver going to London and in within one year, sounds like a local, (laughs) just like soaking up the accent. But yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I think language is so strange in that way. Like sometimes I think sometimes even with me, like, you know, I think my, my English pronunciation is pretty good. And then sometimes if I, because I talk to my mom like a lot. I mean, not a lot, but like every other day we have a quick call, right? Yeah, yeah. But I talk to my brother a lot more. So sometimes if if I'm switching between languages a lot, which mm-hmm. by the way, at one place where I teach, that actually has happened a lot. And people are like, oh my gosh, you speak so fast. Like you switch so fast between these languages. And I'm like, well, I'm used to it. I grew yeah. up doing this. Yeah. So, um, but sometimes if I'm not being like, cognizant of how I'm speaking I I have heard myself or it's been pointed out to me or both that I am like speaking the vowels of one language with the muscles of another and I'm not even aware that I'm doing it yeah yeah so it it just sounds like 
I don't want to say funny, but it just sounds, oh, oh. So if like in time, in times when I don't like, <laughs> actually the pandemic is a perfect example. I feel like I'm speaking very stilted English. It's mm -hmm. not an accent, but yeah. I feel like it's stilted because I'm not speaking it to people as much as I was, but I'm spending a yeah. lot more time talking to people overseas and in, in Portuguese and oh, even trying to revive my French with this one part of the family. Mm -hmm. But so I think language is such so much more a, re a reflection of who we are speaking with a yeah. lot of the time yeah more than what we actually speak ourselves well i also think that it, it has okay and i'll say I, i'm i'm kind of um pointing this out because i it i i i believe that it also has a lot to do with you know how you process language and how you relate to other people and um I also am a bit of an accent sponge, so I have to watch myself sometimes because I'll mm. I'll kind of go into another accent um, uh, depending on where I am. If I'm there for more than a week, then I'll pick up something. And Olivier is so quiet and very soft and, and seems to be someone who's very sensitive and um, kind of dreamy in a way. Like I, I, I see like Olivier as like a dreamy character, but um, realizing that um, they <laughs> born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, and and sound that way. Um, I it, it's just like I I I see Oliver as someone who kind of like soaks up their surroundings in a bit and is very reflective. And I don't know, not you know, just just kind of I imagine that um, that that's the type of person um, Oliver is. But I, maybe I'm a little I'm a little biased because I'm just like, oh, you seem so interesting and fascinating, and perhaps yeah. just really really good with languages too. Um, and you know what? I, I also want to say that this is like I grew up moving a lot as a kid, like mm -hmm. before I was like 13, I had already been to like, I don't know how many schools. It's like a different school every two years. And I changed countries and then I changed a lot of states. Mm -hmm. So I was sort of like even the accents in the U.S. have different. I'm sorry, even the states in the U.S. have different accents, mm -hmm. um, different emphases. So I think sometimes you end up combining all of that in this funny little like blender mm -hmm. and that's just what you sound like yeah. and I think for a time like earlier on in my life I, I don't think I sounded like Olivier but I think I sounded like this amalga of trying to figure out how to say certain words yeah you know like oh um or or, or just using words like bubbler for fountain which oh, yeah. people yeah. in Massachusetts use but nobody else in the rest of the country uses yeah yeah um yeah I think it's I think it's interesting um uh, and, and also just, you know, like, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like concerned about finding out about Oliver, but yeah, I feel like that's some, some kind of like interesting insight, but perhaps it, it could be that as well. Like, it's just, it's a very particular or, or like an interesting aspect <sighs> to him, to, to Oliver. What do you mean? But suddenly I, but, but then suddenly I feel silly because Oliver, Oliver was born in the U.S., right? Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Like Oliver was born in the US and I'm just like, wow. And, and now you have his accents. And I, I just love it. Cause I feel like mm. Oliver is just surrounded by all these people and is just like soaking in. Um, all, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah. Th does that make more sense? Did you not catch on to that or that? I mean, honestly, I don't know like the age, like if they were born in a place and then they immigrated at two or three or something. No, at 22, at, at 16. Oh, it's 16. So at 16, they left, moved to London. Oh, gosh. I'm they're, so sorry, And they're Inez. 22 I think now. You are, 
you are a far more astute observer here than me. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally normal for people to move around a lot. And then it's like, wait. No, no. And so, because I'll say that, and I probably threw you off because I was so sure that Oliver was like, oh yeah, yeah, no. I've lived in London since I was six. But it was like, no, since I was 16. I was like, 16? 16? Yeah. That's not enough time, but it, it is. It, it, you know, for some people, for someone like Oliver, it is. Um, yeah. Which I think is adorable. Anyway, so yeah, let's move on from Oliver. We can like talk about that or not. And and I'll uh, uh, warning everyone. Now I'm gonna imitate that accent. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so um, then we have like this small kind of a tubing connector drama going on between Josh M. So Joshua McKinley is going through materials and. Oh, yes sees that Victor also got a ton of weeby pads. And I think there's like some weeby pad shade going back and forth. She's like, oh my God, are you going to like pee on those weeby pads? I'll pee all over your weeby pads. Ah. And so Joshua's got like a really neat work table going on, pulls out some a bag of tubes and goes, oh my God, like I feel like there are some connectors to this and I, I didn't buy them. And then first of all, why are those sold separately? But anyway, so Josh is missing some connectors. And then Victor goes, wait, do you mean these connectors? And it's like, dun, 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 connector drama. So it's like, <laughs> so um, I'll just say if I were Victor, I would shove those connectors in my pockets or I'd store them around the workroom like a little Easter egg hunt or do something just to like playfully get them out of Josh, Josh M's reach. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I would hide those connectors. <laughs> Get your advantage. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, yeah. So, so we see like everyone like working and, and experimenting on their, on their garments and figuring out their materials. Um, you know, we, we kind of see Feline um, reconciling with her orange pieces and using them. So, you know, they decide to use them. Um, Cecilia has decided to use a dog food as human meal. And then we see that Joshua McKinley um, is spending a lot of time bedazzling the shit out of some shoes. <laughs> Just, um, I think, procrastinating from the actual garment. But also maybe proving that maybe Victor should have just given those connectors over. Because I feel like that would have been like sinking Joshua deeper and deeper down an, an accessory mm -hmm. hole. Just like give Joshua more things, you know. Um and then we have Julia, who's weaving strips of what we find out later are strips of dog food bags and making like a textile thing um, with that. And yeah. And so then she's she's going through, you know, that that's like sort of how she's working on that. Um, and then we have like some time to what I would call another AJ moment. So we so if we remember AJ from season eight, AJ was like the Heatherette like um, designer who was into craftiness and into yes. like using toys and stuff and com had a complete meltdown on the unconventional challenge that was based off of toys. Yes, <laughs> or something where everyone was like AJ, this is your challenge. So this season, that's Feline. Where Feline has probably told a bunch of people right. how she really loves craft and loves putting unconventional things together and does this all the time. But she's feeling the pressure and she's like, 
guys, um, I could do a bang up job, but we only have 11 hours. I'm just like, you're taking it out of the season eight script from AJ. It's just like, this is like what I do, but I usually take months and we're like, we get it. We understand it. Yes. But you have 11 hours. AJ, get some toys together. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have poor Bryce in the, in the sewing room, who's I think feeling some pressure maybe from Victor. So people are dying and manipulating their, their fabrics or, or yes. I shouldn't say their fabrics like or the materials, whatever. Um, and Victor's done that. So Victor has manipulated and dyed um, the weeby pads a, a different color. And then Bryce is kind of, I'm pretty sure wishing that, that he'd done that, but instead is, going full speed ahead on this weeby pad skirt but i mean is there anything that i that that i missed that you wanted to talk about or anything that came up no, no. before tim gun time no i like the tim gun time okay so okay this is the thing that i didn't like about Tubi. so uh chime in with as much detail as you'd like because Tubi edited this part down so much that it actually made Tim Gunn look, look really shady, which is interesting. So someone will ask Tim a question. Um, the camera will pan to Tim making one of those looks, maybe like one of those concerned looks with, you know, his hand on his chin. And then they'll just cut to the next person. We won't even get Tim Gunn's answer. And, and that's implying that the answer is silence, but I feel like a lot of stuff was cut out. So um, I have to say, this episode, Tim did look particularly sleepy. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, poor Tim. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, they got up at like, what, 5 a.m. for the other episode? So maybe it just needs to catch up on some Zs. So, okay. Yeah. So we first go to Victor, right? Um, and Victor has a bunch of weeby pads, but they're all shades of purple, like purples and lavenders. Um, Victor, you know, has really transformed them and it looks quite different. Um, and so Tim, I think is impressed. And is like, wow, like it's, it's a depends dress. Like it's a very absorbent piece of clothing. And um, yeah, that's all. That's all I have for, for Victor. Anything Anything else with with him? No, it it was a pretty short. I think these visits were very short. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, they were. Yeah, okay, good. I'm I'm glad I didn't really miss that much. Um, because I'm gonna go back yeah, and watch and, the Hulu version. Yeah, and and Bert is next. Yes. Bert is very happy to have immunity, so and happy. right away, all that we see on the mannequin is like a fabric. Yeah. <laughs> and three dangly like. Uh, either faux leather or real leather thingies that look like they are very thin belt or bracelets. Yes. That are not like, they're like in, in vertical mode. Yeah. Not looking very, very anything. And but no, go ahead. Bert, Bert says, I'm trying to do something nice. And I feel like, oh, this is not the challenge to do something nice, Bert. What happened to challenging yourself and pushing yourself and also responding yeah. to the judges from episode zero where they're like, oh, your clothes are kind of sleepy, kind of boring. They're okay. Simplicity is fine, but they're kind of boring. So, yeah. you know, punch it up. And, I mean, and unfortunately, yeah, this dress does look like a sleep, a sleeping, like, um, like a, a, a pillowcase. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have, <laughs> I do have some notes from Hulu. Where Be- is Be- is Becky the one who calls it a nasty ass dress? I don't know. <laughs> um, which is, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that it's nasty, but it's it's short, and um, Tim tries to encourage him to to rethink this, but I, you know, Bert's really freaking stubborn. Um, because Tim makes a comment, like you have essentially like a velour, you know, beach cover up. That's, that's what you have, which is not an entirely functional garment. You know, it's something that you, you, it, it, you know, has functions, but if you think, if you think about that, thinking why I'm thinking about like why that Tim described it that way, that, um, it's something that covers up the, the important thing. And it's something that's temporary and, 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 you know, also, very shapeless and probably quite easy. Um, mm, kind yeah. of like an afterthought garment, maybe. I don't know. Well, so after Bert, we have Josh C. So Joshua C. And um, Joshua is really trying to create something that he describes as more feminine. And this is a total reaction to last um, challenge where he made the white short and a tank top. <clears throat> and so he's trying to go as far away from this sporty look that I think is probably more interesting to Josh, but going towards something that um, is well fitted and also not a tank top and some shorts, you know. So essentially, you know, he's trying to grab at doing something that the judges will like. So um, Tim likes it. Um, and they kind of talk about what is going to happen to the skirt because all he has is a top. So, so Josh has sort of manipulated and has dyed the, um, the dog umbrella for the top. So you can kind of barely see the puppies, but the puppies are there, I'll say, <laughs> but <laughs> they're less there cause they're kind of purple now. And, um, there is some like belting at the top. So there's like a deep V and some belting and Tim says, let the top dictate the rest of what you do. And um, I think that's great advice. And uh, we'll see how Josh takes it. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> All right. Next is Olivier. And um, in my notes, I wrote, cheers, Tim. Um, and Olivier goes, this is a dog bed. I really like the tone of the bed. And you're not put out of sorts because... I used a dog bed. Is that okay, Tim? And so, <laughs> so Tim is okay with it because, so, oh, yes. Yeah, so it's very conventional. It's a conventional material, that dog bed part, because it does sort of look like, you know, faux fur, faux Sherpa, faux lining to something that, um, that you would see perhaps in some outerwear. Um, I think it's different to, to see it as, you know, shaped into a top. But um, I think Oliver is, is saved by using a bunch of different types of pet bedding. So Oliver chose different shades of the pet bedding. And this is where I realized like rabbits have different bedding than hamsters, than, I don't know, mice, than something else. Who knows? But they're all different colors. And so he wants to make like an ombre effect on the bottom. So, um, so in a way, Tim kind of gives, gives Oliver a pass because they're using really, really unconventional materials on the bottom um, of, hmm. of the garment. So what do you think about this? Do you have any thoughts? 
You know, I was not very enthused. And I actually was really like, oh, Olivier, Olivier, when I first saw this season. Yeah. Um, I was not very enthused by it mm. at all. I was like, okay. And partly it's because of the silhouette. Mm-hmm. To me, okay, so you have this really pushy, I'm going to call it pushy, because I don't know what else word, yeah. <laughs> like what other word to use, like this plushy, like fabric that we associate, actually, this has been like, everywhere, this kind of like fabric, everybody yeah. has been wearing these fleece lined things. And as for like a really long time, outerwear and coats. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And that's fine, but what can it do that doesn't look like a cocktail dress, mm-hmm. right? And same thing, like, what can it happen in the bottom bottom part of the garment, like, whether it's, like, a skirt or a pant or something in between or yeah. both, that can kind of be as exquisite as the material. So, like, like even just right here, I'm like, this is going too conventional. It's yeah. just, it's like the least interesting way to do a conventional material materials yeah. challenge, challenge. Sorry, I don't know. I told you why I haven't been speaking much, right? Here, here's, the, <laughs> here's the side effects of that. But <clears throat> same here. What I feel like is the the glue gun should the hot glue gun should be the least used thing to make your garment. Or if it's going to be used, it has to be used like ten times to do a seam, mm-hmm. not a thousand times to make a texture. Yeah, it it it's just too much labor for something that's already that we already know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I mean, because it does get super repetitious, the silhouette, and and I'm and it's probably is because of that. Like, do something really quickly you can put together, and then uh, applique and put a bunch of stuff on top of it, essentially, like really simple shapes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. um, I, I have Danielle as being next. Yeah, but I think um, on Hulu, we, we we quickly go through Cecilia, um, and then we quickly go through Julie, and then we, we set up on Danielle, who's doing this, like, loose weave thing, which I wish that they'd spent more time on, because um, uh, it was not, you know, I shouldn't say similar, but there are some people who are doing these woven textiles throughout the workroom. And so that's less of a, you know, glue gun type thing um, and a different way of making a textile. Um, and I'll say that Julie's textile is not my favorite. So she's using essentially paper that um, doesn't look like it's very flexible and and, and uh, looks mostly like the bag that she's using. So it doesn't seem like she's using any manipulation. She's kind of like turning it one way and turning another way to maybe create some type of contrast. But mm-hmm. Danielle looked like she knew what she was doing <laughs> with mm-hmm. this, like um, a lot, like a, with a, a larger um, weave. And so, um, and Tim looked really confident in what she was making. And so I, I, I kind of wish that we had spent more time on her. I'm also a sucker for, for weaving. I'm just like, Oh, I just want to look at that. So. Yeah, but again, I also felt like you're you're weaving. I also love weaving so much, mm-hmm. and that was such a part of like, uh, like me growing. I mean, I didn't do it, but it was around me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so here, I thought, well, you're weaving something that just kind of stands up by itself. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like when you make like a paper hat, 
It yeah. stands up by itself, you know. Yeah, that's a so good point. It doesn't have much give. It doesn't have much give. It doesn't move with you. It doesn't sway with you. So yeah. then watching this, I was thinking, oh, I hope that quality can be used to the advantage of the garment, right? Like this is a, a piece to make a sculptural statement, yes. is this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a textile. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Or at least use the textile to make something that can withstand some movement serious yeah. movement it's kind it's of like squishy. yeah it's kind of like what does the fabric want to do okay you've made a fabric so now what does it want to do um yeah i totally agree with that like i was just not not encouraged by what julie was making okay so next we have bryce um and <laughs> bryce is like so tim i'm doing this um and this and that and that and um i'm using wee wee pads and then tim gives like this little cute little chuckle and um but bryce is so nervous he's like yeah so uh um i think i'm gonna like uh keep it um in a, in a clean line maybe um because like tim is trying to get trying to get bryce to think through these wee wee pads um and but bryce is is really looking to make a very fluffy skirt and mm. um we don't really get to see a lot or hear a lot of what tim um says to this um and so it's just like i think it, it seems as if tim is just trying to get bryce out of their head like bryce is just spending a lot of time thinking about it um and if if you want to make a fluffy napkin wee wee pad skirt then you got to do it y you, you know do it just 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 get it get it over with so um yeah so tim can does I, not stop him at all yeah i Go know ahead. i know and i think that joshua m has the best uh <laughs> line here which is where's not where is she going but also why is she going there in that yes yeah. This to me is like, this should be the category for this challenge. Yes. This is the unconventional materials challenge and ask yourselves, why is she going there in that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like In that? Why? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. So after Bryce, we head over to Laura Kathleen. And it's really short on to be... Laura is wearing the skirt and is mainly concerned about that. And um, this is what I'm talking about, like shady cuts, because uh, Tim comes over and Laura's like, okay, so yeah, I'm wearing this, I'm wearing this skirt, but, um, and then Tim says some stuff and then she's like, uh, yes, but are you liking the skirt though? And then it just mm. cuts to Josh M. like no answer, no answer from Tim. And I'm really wondering about that interaction or did anything different happen on hulu was there more of no. a conversation no nope not at all That's not at all it was okay. very swift very swift yeah i was really curious about what what tim thought about that skirt but clearly not much um okay so we cut to joshua mckinley and josh m has a circle flouncy skirt going on and um, the beginnings of a flouncy top and is using some rocks or some transparent rocks. And um, while Tim is really trying to comment on the trajectory of the garment, Joshua interrupts him. It's like, oh, my God. But Tim, do you want to do you want to see the shoes? 
I really want to show you these <laughs> shoes. And Tim's like, okay, you've already, you know, I, you know, there's so many things to talk about in this garment. Why not? Why not? Show me the shoes. So he pulls out these shoes that have already been accessorized with things or elements that maybe will go into the garment. We, we're not sure. But Joshua M. is so proud of these shoes. And that worried me because I'm like, you really don't have a garment. You don't have a garment done yet. Right. So what is this? To me, this is sort of like a phalene uh, move, but in a very different manifestation of like fear, procrastination. Um, but Joshua, I'm just like, really, guy? Like, really? The shoes? I'm really worried. But to me, actually, I was actually not worried. You know why? Because I thought there's a, I, I also thought, well, there's a lot going on here. You yeah. got to make decisions. But yeah. this person has a big picture idea of what they want. Okay. And I think once you have a big picture idea, and of course, that this is my second run at this season. So mm-hmm. I know that this person is going to do like, um, probably better than I remember. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is this person. This is this designer. They are a big picture thinker. Okay. Right. Okay. That's how they start. All right. You know. Okay. I, I guess considering it in terms of like a big picture beyond like this is a styling thing, but it's about like this is the this is the look. This is I know where she's going, and this is what she's wearing. So yeah. yeah. I know why why she's wearing these shoes to that event. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With this see through skirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know why. <laughs> With these clear rocks on it. So, okay. All right. All right. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Because I was just like, come on. Like, really? You're going to you're gonna spend your Tim Gunn time talking about these shoes? Anyway. All right. So, <laughs> next we have Ryan. And um, and Ryan goes, I wanted to show I can do a garment just from birdseed. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, while everyone was going to the left, I was going to the right. And the only things that was left on the right-hand side of the store uh, were seeds. And so that's what I'm using. I'm using all the seeds. So <laughs> He's fine. And Tim says the word fabulosity. I feel like there wasn't really much to be said about this. It's just like, go, go, go. Please keep working. Yeah. But again, we were back at this very simple shape. Very simple, kind of tight mod. Con- uh, we call it bodycon silhouette in, in a way. Um, and most of the work is going to be with this glue gun and these seats and creating this textile. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Then we have Faline and Faline is quite ambitious, but way behind and also underestimating the amount of time one needs to glue things because Tim's mm. just like, so you've got to get, a move on on this and she's like uh but all i have to do is just use a glue gun he's like are you speedy with a glue gun i mean it's a glue gun tim it's not a sewing machine i don't know but it just seems like there is a little bit of a you know i guess it would it it really isn't like joshua m in that sense where um tim is quite worried and um you know or maybe Maybe it's maybe it is like I feel like perhaps it's okay. Like, well, she'll have enough time to use a glue gun on this stuff. But also, we would think that she's used to doing that. Hopefully, this is a part of her. This is something. This in terms of craft or using unconventional things that using a glue gun is in her wheelhouse. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So Tim Gunn leaves and then the models come in and <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately in my, my notes I wrote instead of Laura Kathleen, I wrote Laura Ashley, but Laura does this fitting and does not notice that the skirt is too short for the model until towards the end. It's a really weird edit. I mean, this isn't, this is like another thing that I'm like, come on people editing team. I feel like there was a season, the season with that bully. I forget what number season that is, but we did it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is it season eight? Which bully? Or no, 10. Or season maybe 10. 12. Oh, 12. 12 okay. But, I don't know which one. <laughs> but we, we basically saw this model's like semi-exposed vulva on the show. And yes. it's like totally yeah. intrusive. And I feel like once again, this is also just more intrusiveness. Like they yeah. could have like bleep that out just yeah. to be re- by the way i sound like such a conservative prude like <laughs> i'm just thinking about how do model i mean i know that models expose their body all the time yeah. but they're still human beings right and i just want to they're not a commodity people yeah. aren't commodities right so yeah. that's why i'm suggesting this i'm like not anti-nudity by any means but i just feel like when it's on t- television I don't know. It just sends a very specific message. It sends a message of like, okay, so you are disposable. And we're just going to yeah. show like things that we would not show. Nobody else on this cast is doing this, but you are. Yeah. And I think and that is, eh. and I think that's fair. Cause I, I, I think it might also be um, a matter of point of view from the camera's um, angle, perhaps like maybe that kind of added on to it as well, because like they went low to show, um, how short this was, but also, yeah. So, you know, cause like, and we've seen that in the workroom before where models just come in, they take their clothes off. It's totally fine, but it's, um, for some reason, I wonder if it's a camera angle, like it feels more humane and more straightforward. Like this is a normal work environment if they're not like peeping. So if it felt more like yeah. a peep shot than something like, Hey, we're scanning the room and there just happens to be like, you know, nude bodies around or whatever fine yeah it's just like it's just like the sort of like insidious uh like power play that Mm. composes the gaze that we then call normal Mm. yeah you know all these little things and that becomes a plot it somehow becomes the plot plot for the edit you know yeah um no I, i totally get you there um but also but what do you think about this so so this made me remember um, on the second, you know, because I watched this a few times, but going back through that it is, I think, a problem that Laura is trying on these clothes um, because she's so short and mm-hmm. uh, and has a different proportion than the mm-hmm. model. And so it, I was surprised that she completely scrapped this idea. So once she realizes after the fitting, like at the end of the fitting, that it's way too short for the model, that um, the model is, is exposed, then she she completely scraps that idea and starts to use this like corrugated cardboard material instead. And then starts like experimenting with other ways to make the skirt, which kind of surprised me because I feel like she spent a lot of time gluing a like a texture or like a design on the plastic. And so, um, so the next part of this is her just scrapping the whole thing and essentially making like a cardboard skirt. Yeah. It's a better choice. 
Okay. For sure. <laughs> yes. I was kind of hoping, I'm like, it would have been really interesting to see how she solved that problem with something underneath, maybe like a different tier or some other type of material underneath it. Um, just kind yeah. of maybe save the work. But um, I mean, do you think it could have been made to be peplumish? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. You know? Um, and you know, like I, like it, it would have to be an impeccable peplum. I have high peplum standards, but, um, you know, but something that, that would incorporate it, um, instead of completely scrapping it, but at the same time, just like, stop trying clothes on yourself. Like, I would not think that that would be like a, what do you call it? A a length issue, but it clearly was, um, um, Mm, on this poor model. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. So this is, let's see here. After that, um, we have, oh, okay. Yeah. After that, they go home. <laughs> Cause I know that there's like the rest of the day. There's also like this interaction between, um, Laura and, uh, and Olivier because, uh, mm-hmm. Um, so Laura's got the skirt kind of made and Olivier is just like oh my god I can't believe you're using that I'd be so scared to use it because it's paper (laughs) and Laura's like you get scared of a lot of things Olivier so so Laura's clearly annoyed just like listen I've just sat at this sewing machine for hours trying to make this new uh, thing work and Oliver's like I would never ever 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 <laughs> ever touch anything that looked like that it's paper it looks terrible I'm so scared for you and I would be scared and that's why I would never do that bye it's anyways <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway so that's essentially the end of the work day right that was a great impression I loved it <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy Oliver's voice it. so much. I loved it. <laughs> I think we're just going to talk like that from now on. Um, just to <laughs> In everyone. every area of your life. Just just every <laughs> area of your soft life. Soft tone and a little a little delayed, very slowly, a little softly. Anyway, um, so yeah. So so we, we end the day and they go home and um, according to my to be watch, they they open the doors right back in the workroom. So there's no sleepy time. There's no um, debrief at the end of the day. No glasses of wine. Did I miss anything? Did nope. they do that? Really? Nope. Interesting. Nope. Okay. All right. So, okay. Let's go back to the workroom. Um, Tim gives them two hours for hair and makeup. And then we get some Scott Patrick time and Scott Patrick is giving Becky's model some dangerous eyeliner <laughs> and um, some other things going on with like hair and makeup. But I, I really love that. Like I want some dangerous eyeliner. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything about this pre runway time? No, not really. Okay. And so um, they scramble um, they get their stuff together, and then as the models walk out, Tim is holding the door for them and telling everyone, like, you look smashing, 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 smashing. So Tim is pleased. And then it's time for the runway. So um, here we are. So, listeners, this is, this is the time where I direct you to look in the show notes and look for the link to our cheat sheet that has all of the runway looks in runway order. 
and um, and you can follow along with us um, as like a as some visual cues. So we have our normal judges. We have, of course, Heidi Klum, Michael Kors, Nina Garcina. Oh my God, Nina Garcia. Whoops, I combined her last name with her first name. Um, and then our guest judge is the designer and founder of Olivia or Alice and Olivia, um, Stacey Binday. Do you know this designer? So it, um, the, um, Stacey says it bend it, Stacey bend it. Oh, sorry. Um, bend it. Stacey bend it. Yes. Yes. That person was ubiquitous. That person is like, just like one of these early socialite people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't like a fan or anything, but that person had something to do with yoga at some point. I don't remember oh, what. Wow. Yoga. Of all um, I think made it maybe made her name opening a studio and then closed it. Okay. And then started this clothing line. Oh, I think I'm remembering that right. I'm not. I'm uncertain. Okay. Um, yeah, because it's because it, I was getting socialized vibes, um, but I've also heard of Alice and Olivia, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, I believe that there used to be a store off of Bryant Park for the longest time. That would oh, walk yeah. by it's all the there. time. Oh, it's still there. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when it. I think I remember when it first opened. But I was just like, oh, there it is. Like it's. Uh, I know. I know who that person is. Um. So. Uh. So. So that's our um our guest judge for today, and um let's get to our cheat sheet. And, no, yeah. And by the way, I, I just want to say that this is not a designer that does like avant-garde work by any, by any means. Okay. Like, did you go look on AllisonOlivia.com? Well, I, I sort, you know, I haven't looked at their clothes in a really long time, but I walked by that store a lot. And so um, they always had really beautiful displays. And no, I, I never got the idea that they are anywhere near avant-garde. Very high end, very yeah. expensive. But um, uh, I would say not even, because I mean, you would kind of get the impression from from the way um, Stacey Bendit is dressed, that there is like some flamboyance to the clothes, but it always felt very romantic to me or whatever that term means, like romantic, um, uh, uh, expensive, but um, streamlined in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so not even like a lot of patterns. I don't even remember seeing a lot of patterns. Oh, there's, there's always been a lot of color. Um, okay. But I think everything you're saying makes like, that's a, like a great read of the Alcinolithia brand, but for some reason in this, um, Stacy is dressed like, um, oh my gosh, our favorite designer who does cartwheels, um, yeah, uh, Betsy Johnson. Yes, yeah, right? with that, like, wait, with a really, you... really fun hat and yeah, um, yeah, that she was giving me like you know um, stylist or yeah, definitely um, like more. Uh, fun or um less pretentious of you know even with like her hair and makeup um it just kind of looked a lot more like downtown um yeah betsy johnson kind of kind of look yeah so um but alice and olivia does not look like that and that's okay but yeah no um this is an unconventional challenge so it would be great i guess they can't have betsy johnson every year do this right that's true or Heatherette. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah. All right. So let's start. 
our first designer is Danielle. And so then we get to finally see this weave um, that um, Danielle was, was working on. Um, but also kind of like a, a similar silhouette. Like um, we we're going to see a lot of mini skirts, a lot of short skirts and right. um, pretty, um, you know, relatively tight clothes. Although this one has like a little bit of a balance with the woven top being like a cover that's very loose and drapey on top of um, something that I'm, I'm really curious as to what this skirt was made out of um, because it feels, it looks like fabric to me. It does. Wasn't it something that was dyed? It looked dyed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what that was. Yeah. So um, yeah. Um, I wonder if it was like a weeby pad. We'll see. But it looks like more stru structurally sound than a weeby pad because I know she used weeby pads. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Any any thoughts on that? It, eh, you know, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Not great. Eh. Okay. Well, let's talk about our next one, Faleen. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Faleen. Um, yeah. Faleen. Um, using like the, the, the kelp, um, but also using, um, dog bed and some plastic seaweed. Yeah. So one thing really bothers me about this, this whole look is the hemline. Do you remember this being the era of everybody was making and everybody was buying hmm. kind of like skirts or dresses that I used to call the cockroach dress <laughs> where the hem at the bottom, the, the hem at the back was like way longer than the hem at the front. Oh, you mean high low? Yes, I think you, so. I but, love but, that you call it. But it was a high low. <laughs> I do. But it was a very specific type of high low. And it was like a very rounded high low. Okay, yeah. You know, and I, that's why I sort of called it the cockroach dress. Because if you look at someone from a certain angle, it's like, ah, you have these legs and you have this thing trailing behind you. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and this kind of reminds me of that era in the hemline that... Hmm. Do you think this is a high-low hemline? I, I don't think that's on purpose. I feel like maybe it doesn't seem like it's done intentionally. Um, you can't really see it from the uh, from the cheat sheet, but that's because it's such it's so subtle that there is a dip in the back. But I, I don't know if that was on purpose. Do you think that was a design? Um, I do. I mean, design? it looks very symmetrical. It looks very symmetrical. Okay. Um, and I'm watching it live. Live. It's not live. What I mean is I'm... <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the uh replay so he i mean it does look symmetrical so okay but i mean it doesn't but but is this oh, i see so maybe it's not like proportional enough to be high low yeah. i just didn't think it was like that interesting yeah. i don't think it worked i don't think that the little squishy algaes added any ideas to this look yeah and i thought the top was you know very unsupportive unstructured and there was a, clearly more time spent on the skirt than the top because the model just looks kind of wrapped in it. And yeah, um, you don't have to use accessories. There's, there's no reason for that belt. Yeah. That belt was just unnecessary. Yeah. Um, next we have Anthony Ryan. Mm, what and did you think about this? 
I I love this dress. I will always love this dress. Um, I really, really enjoyed watching it um, again. And also I love the hemline fight that we have with the judges afterwards because it's sort of, I, I love hemline fights because I don't think about how that factors into whether or not a garment works or, or how it would like add or subtract or, or um, support a garment in any kind of way. And so I've, so I, so we watching this, I, I forgot that there was a hem fight about this um, because I think it is short. It's short. Um, and, but I think it's helped by the neckline. Um, I kind of wish it would be great if this were longer. This is the first time I've ever thought about that. But of course um, he didn't have enough time to do that. But I just thought, I, I just think it's such a, a beautiful color um, and it really, mm-hmm. really beautiful to look at. And I love the close-up shots of the neck, of the neckline, because I, that's probably my favorite part of this garment is what what happens around the neck with the with the sunflower seeds. I think it's really well done. I just think it's like again so conventional looking. I know, yeah. And I think this is one of those examples where this is why you do a conventional silhouette, so you can spend your time doing something to. Um, to the garment or treat it in a way that looks like that. Like, you, like if you're going to spend no time <laughs> sewing it, then, you know, great. Then you, you have like all the time in the world to make that outside part look impeccable. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciate this look. Um, ready to go on a Bert? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Bert. Do you want to start with, do you want to start with this or should I? I mean, um, I'll, I'll start with it. I'll say that I'm more forgiving this this time around um, than I was when I first watched this. Because when mm. I first saw this, I'm just like, uh, you know, the tiered little, I don't know, I'll call it maybe armpit peplum. It's just like not really flattering. Um, it kind of feels a little childish, um, a little infantilizing. But yeah, I'll very. say that the detail, there's something really quirky about the the detail of the, the really shiny um, horizontal bits that look like buttons, but they're not buttons. I don't understand mm-hmm. why those are there, but I kind of enjoy that they're underneath and they're kind of, there's something going on with the transparency. Um, I don't know why, but I, I, I used to hate this outfit and I didn't hate it as much around, like this time around. I don't know I'm why. Like you. I, I, I'm like you. I hate it more. <laughs> I <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I'm totally serious. I'm just like even more angry that this. I feel like this shouldn't be taken off the air. No, <laughs> no, 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 not that. I'm not oh. that extravagant today. <laughs> no, I think those those buttons are supposed to look like uh, bows, like a glitter oh, bow. They don't look like I that. I think. I that's think weird. that's what they're looking like um this whole thing just looks it's sort of like the gothic ice cream cone gone wrong (laughs) you know i i just don't understand to me it feels like abuse of an uh immunity yeah yeah and it's sad it's a you know that's a good way of thinking about it because i i feel like it and it underscores again the sadness of um the missed opportunity that um you know 
it, you know, like you reminded me of top that he's here to push himself. And what a, what a great way to safely push yourself is when you have immunity. So why not go to town um, within the parameters of the challenge and see what you can do instead of doing something like this. Um, you can't get any safer than immunity on an unconventional I know. challenge. It's like you could, this is when you can mess up. Yes. This is not the time to be like shining glory. This no. is, and then this is what you think shining glory is. Yeah. Yeah. Also too short. Mm. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's super. It's infuriating to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, next we have the woven paper dress. Yes. And what infuriates me is when designers say, I like the back. Because you know that, you know, the producers are asking them, like, what is your favorite part of the garment? Or what do you like about your garment? Or what are you proud of? And Mm. Julie here goes, "Um, well, I like the back. I'm like, Julie, and the back is really interesting. So, you know, if you're looking at the cheat sheet, I don't have the back here. The back, I think, um, is is clearly, um, I think clearly Julie's favorite part, but it is so uh, strange in terms of the hemline. It's it looks like a trench coat from the front, and then on the back it looks like some nautical dress that's got some yeah. folds to it, and it's super short. I, not super super short, but it's way shorter than the front. And I think it's weird to have a, a dress that's longer in the front than it is in the back. It's yeah, weird. that's like it's the reverse cockroach hemline. Yes. Why would you do that? Um, yeah. So, was this supposed to be a dress or a coat? Do we know? I don't know. So, you know, Tubi didn't tell me. Maybe Hulu says no, more no. about that, or maybe that's what Julie had in mind because that would make more sense to me. But a, even a coat that's shorter in the back than in the front is even worse because i'm just you know if you're walking around the rain and you're kicking up water behind you unless you walk backwards so yeah yeah unless you walk backwards i don't know i'm like it's it's it doesn't function right or unless it only rains in front of you always yeah never (laughs) rain on your backside um i thought the seaming i forget what the name is for that kind of seaming that uh, this designer uses, but that is really well done. I love the juxtaposition of the stripes with the weaving, mm-hmm. but it's just too bunchy in the back. Yeah. And yeah. I agree with you. It's too short. It doesn't make this hemline doesn't make sense whatsoever. Yeah. And if you like, if you watch it, um, you know, watch the runway, there's a, a turn that the model does where it almost, it's, it's almost like from the side, there is a different thing going on. It's just a, it's mm-hmm. very unfortunate that, from the front this outfit looks like this and i think there's a mm-hmm. lot more going on with that hemline or a lot pl- a lot more playfulness that i don't think the material allowed for julie to, to actually do what, what what she wanted to do so right all right so next we have anya yes and uh, on the cheat sheet i didn't make this a super big photo so you'll see that it's much longer than everyone else's and it's not because it's the most important image on the on the cheat sheet it's just because this model's hair is so high and so the <laughs> the proportions um or the aspect is is kind of off so it's it's so so this model is very elongated with this high high hair um okay any thoughts loved it yeah. It's the first thing that I've liked on this runway so far. Oh, really? 
So do you think that the top kind of looks like the top from last week? Yeah, I do. Okay. And I think it's going to look like the top from next week, too. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? Remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I I also say that I was concerned about this because, uh, okay, so the materials that um, Anya used are, are rope and dog leashes, but that skirt looks like fabric. Looks like it was lined from something. Um, and I kind of wonder, um, if maybe Anya would have scored higher if that skirt were a little bit more unconventional looking, but at the same time, I think the outfit is, you know, very well put together. And so therefore, uh, probably like carried her in the middle but um yeah yeah and i think i think it could have been more dramatic if the hemline was longer yeah yeah i agree um but the the it's like and also it's just it's it's interesting because the model's hair is anya made the model look like her hair <laughs> so this is very styled good. the way anya <laughs> is styled <laughs> And I would have loved to to know what notes she gave to um uh to Scott Patrick. Like, w- w- what are these like fear size? Um, I don't know. Uh, not a smoky eye. I'm pretty sure this because this is not a smoky eye. There's something else going on here. It's really interesting. I thought the makeup was great on this model. Yeah. Okay. Next I, we have. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh. So we go from really great styling to Bryce. Yes. This is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> just looking at the shoes this poor model had to wear. I've never really paid that much attention to styling um, because it hasn't. I don't I don't know. I shouldn't say it's like typically egregious, but I feel like this styling is particularly egregious um, yeah. only because of the shoes. And I'm not, I don't know. I didn't think that this was terrible um, because it feels, yes, we've seen a lot of tissue paper outfits and we can kind of go all the way back to season eight (laughs) Um, uh, where we had a wonderful, I believe a wonderful tissue paper dress for our unconventional challenge. Um, I already, I already, no, um, oh gosh, uh, Valerie, Valerie. Um, so we remember Valerie making like oh, this yes. really great symmetrical tissue paper yeah. dress that was well crafted. Um, so we've had really good examples of this type of material and this is so messy. Um, it's also, uh, you know, got a vague high low going on in the front, but the top also looks like, man, I don't know if you've ever in elementary school or in primary school or like, you know, when when you're around five or six, one of the craft projects that I remember was we took an empty tissue paper, tissue, an empty tissue box and we glued macaroni noodles on it. And then our teacher spray painted it for us. And then somehow that was a gift for something. Mother's day. Maybe. And so that's what this top reminds me of. It reminds me of like a kindergarten craft project. 
I mean, I don't, I, I think that is another one of your astute observations because nothing else is quite appropriate to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so no, no other words, you, you can kind of <clears throat> leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Poor Bryce. Nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> All right. Um, next we go to Joshua C. And, uh, with the puppy umbrella and um, some other stuff on the bottom. But yeah. Uh, Wait, after the dress, after the paper, the tissue dress? I believe. Did I skip one? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, We're, Kimberly. Kimberly. Whoops. So yeah. sorry. Um, next is Kimberly. Kimberly. Yes. Uh, I wasn't too enthused about this either. Same. But also, they all, it's like they all pick the same hemline. Every designer has the same hemline. And I know it's the unconventional materials challenge. They never get enough. Yes, this is a reoccurring theme. But still, I I don't know. I think they all threw a lot of stuff out. Yes. <laughs> you know? And I think Kimberly grabbed a ton of leashes and, um, and, and this is like mainly rope, it looks like, um, for, for the bodice and something else on the bottom. But I thought, oh, man, like the colors just got swallowed up um, because she uses yeah. this blue color that um, in terms of its value, it just doesn't really give a lot of contrast there. And so this blue black just feels kind of dull, even though the textiles themselves got there's like a sheen to them. And, and I see that there's something really quirky and um interesting or sculptural trying to happen with the top it's just not enough yeah 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 it was kind of no yeah yeah all right so now we go to joshua c who was just relieved that there's something on the model and it fits (laughs) it looks like it fits you know um it's not too tight it's not pulling you know, we don't have like some weird shorts going on um, and some too tight shirt. Like it fits the model and he's proud of that. And then that's kind of like where it ends um, for me. Yeah. Um, another short skirt. And that's... yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, oh, wait, there's somebody else. Um the person with the other tissue dress, Victor. Oh yeah, Victor's next. So you don't even want to talk about Josh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go from Josh. We'll probably talk about Josh later, um, a little bit. But next is Victor. And um, I thought the materials were impressively. I, I was impressed by by like th- so. There's like a a very singular approach to this I think Victor mm-hmm. only used the weewee pads and then accessorized it um, and I really enjoy the different shades of purple I thought that was really beautiful like really great and wonderful and I'm uh, however let down by the silhouette me too but I have to say this is the only person who really like spent time manipulating a material to make some sort of sense yes and it looks like it was sewn. There's a seam on the side. Um, uh, the bust looks well put together. I feel like the bodice is is well considered. And the model 
is a mover. So like the model moves quite a bit in this dress. So it looked comfortable. Um, and, and again, like I, I, the, the manipulation of the fabrics, the, um, the application of them as a garment. And I think the, the way Victor dyed this was really wonderful because if it had been all just one shade of purple, um, and also I'm, I'm hoping, I'm wondering also if this material is something that's hard to get a uniform shade, um, anyway, so the um the different um the different values or different shades of them I thought was just really interesting to look at. It's a good color. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well Oh yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Any any other no. No? Okay. No, no. Well, um well next is Cecilia. What what are your thoughts about this? Um, I think this is your I think this is the um more of the uh way of the macaroni pretty much you know yeah more like um popcorn or um insulation it looks very insulation oh oh my gosh i wonder those foamy (laughs) things are so toxic but so fun um (laughs) yeah i hope it's not do you mean like fiberglass like that pink stuff right yeah um i've gotten in trouble with fiberglass before um (sighs) Yeah, it's not not fun at all. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I'm glad that Cecilia figured it out pretty much. What did you think about the detail, though? So there's like this little belt thing she made on the front and then like these two like pseudo closures in the back. How are you supposed to put that on by yourself? Good question. <laughs> so this is like why I like when I think about those things, I'm like, you know, we're not you know, we're supposed to get dressed by ourselves, by ourselves now, A, because we're adults and B, because most people don't need another person to dress them anymore. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like we're wearing these like big, heavy garments and we never wash them and we smell for weeks, like yeah. in like monarch monarchs some time ago. Yeah. So if the function, like if it's just a decorative thing that you tack on after the, the model has put on the rest of the garment, I'm very uninterested. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You know. Yeah. What did you no. think? Was it enjoyable? Was it fun? I mean, I I really enjoyed watching the model walk because for some reason, um, this model came out and Heidi Klum had the biggest smile on her face, and I'm just like, do they know each other, or is there something about how this model walks that's so delightful to everyone? And I and I would say, um, when the model comes out, like this song starts in my head where it's like well hey i'm here no 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 i don't know there's like some like old timey song that comes out because she's like huh i'm here hey all right um and i think that's also because some of these models are not the smoothest walkers i feel like we're very um i'm spoiled by the later seasons and and as the seasons go the models are incredible um uh and incredible walkers and and we've had some like really iconic models who have come back season after season and i've I've noticed that these these models um seem some of them seem kind of nervous and um and this one was i think the most comfortable at walking and i really noticed her so um but but after that we have oliver and um we've kind of talked a little Mm. bit about this garment and I I did not like this garment um, the first time around. So, and I remember being really surprised that it was in the top. 
but I appreciate it a little bit more because of the different types of materials. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a little more forgiving. I, I, I guess I like everything else, but I remember when I first saw this, I just didn't think, I didn't think this was the best garment. I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's trying to be avant-garde. I mean, with the eyebrow treatment, you know, with the sort of like feathered eyebrow, mm-hmm. that's more avant-garde than the rest of the garment. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't see that styling being appropriate for this. And I'm not saying that um, you can't just spruce some boring outfit with something wild on your face. Of course yeah. you can. But this just seems such a textural, like, um, repellent hmm. to me. Like, the textures kind of seem to repel. Um, so I didn't understand that. Um but yeah. I felt like, you know, it's like above the neck, it's Alexander McQueen. Below the neck, it's Christian Dior 1949, hmm. you know? Hmm. So it's not like gelling and not in a way that it's informative. So I, I don't really understand it. Yeah. I was hoping for more of an ombre effect. And I guess it's hard yeah. to get that when you only have, I, I you know, I, I, I kind of thought Oliver had more um, of this like hamster rabbit filling thing but um this is another place where um if the if the if the colors weren't as didn't lend themselves to a gradient coming out of the bag then there's something that you could have done to manipulate it so that it did give you that ombre effect and of course mm-hmm. who knows how much time they had but i remember being let down by it not looking like an ombre or even having a gradient because it sounded really great in the way that they were describing it to, to Tim. Um, and in, uh, in, uh, in the finished, um, version of it, it just mostly looks like there was like, they tried. So Oliver tried to get it to kind of have an ombre, but it mostly looks kind of mixed together. Um, and then mostly lined with a different color on the bottom. So, you know, um, but I thought it was a really beautiful idea. So, all right, so next, we have Becky. All right. Oh, my gosh, I thought we were done. Nope. That's right. All um, oh right, we have the pina colada. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, we have the tropical bird coming out. Um, it's this, this, like, boggles my mind. Like, this, this really does boggle my mind. Because I, I think it's, I think I'm bothered by how Becky thinks of her work or thinks of herself and mm. <clears throat> and and doesn't really have a clear idea um of what is good or what's bad because i think for instance so she, so okay there's an element to this you can see that on a cheat sheet where there there is some like pointy bits around the neckline so the neckline kind of goes down but it also kind of continues i'm using like terrible terminology here but it, like continues and points at the shoulder and so it kind of creates this weird mm. v that goes beyond yeah. the silhouette of the dress and becky's like oh yeah no i kind of added that for for a flare or to give it like an edge and i'm just like why are you trying to edge up an outfit that is purple on the top and then like lime green and then it's like yellow around the bottom and then 
you know, like you think some edge is going to add some feathers that kind of are like tickling your armpit a little bit. Like what, what is that? Like what, why? And it almost is like, she comments it comments on the, the colors, um, in this, in the, in this, in a way where she's like, well, I couldn't help it. I have this crazy riot of colors here. And so I'm kind of worried about the judges, but I'm just like, but are you worried about the judges? Because, um, it's something that you wanted to do. Like, are you into this type of crazy color thing? Or are you kind of thinking about it after the fact? And, and that wasn't really something that you really thought about until you were done with it. Cause so I don't know if I miss anything on Tubi in terms of this process, but I, cause I thought these were wild colors put together and then, and then talk about it that way where she's like, Oh yeah, I want to edge it up with this like extra feathers going into her armpits. Like why? It didn't make sense to me. No, it didn't. Um, yeah. Anyway, so it's a, it's a color palette that looks nice on a drink. So good. But I don't know that it makes like a dress that makes sense with these three colors in a color blocking way too. Because yeah. if it was like a, a a plaid, a tartan, or like something else, it could have been interesting. But in a color blocking way, I yeah. don't think these colors work for some reason. Not and no. I'm yeah. You know. What are you gonna say? You're not. You're not what? I'm just gonna say that sometimes I like color block. Sometimes I don't. I don't have like a super strong reaction to color blocking. But even so. Yeah, I mean, because there could be a way if you're having fun with this. If you're like, I'm making a parrot, so I found these these um, colors, and I was inspired by parrots. You know, because we kind of like we're. I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but apparently <clears throat> there is. I don't know if this is a joke or not, but Joshua M, um, one of their accessories on this outfit is a is a parrot mirror. And so it would have been really fun. Like, okay, great. So if you're playing up into all these, um, you know, really um, vibrant colors that you see in nature, that you see um, in birds, and we're in a pet store, maybe you saw a parrot and we're just like, I'm going to make a parrot inspired color palette of a dress, then go to town. And then argue yeah. your way into that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we can move on. Next, we have Laura. And um, in the, the newly um, uh, recuperated skirt. And some 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 belting going on there. So, yeah. what, what did you think I mean, about this? Is, this is much better. I think the top is at least more interesting than before. I mm-hmm. think that... Um, I forget what the, the title of those closure, that front wannabe belt thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that needed to be there. Um, it's better than what this candidate started with. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's officially called a cat scratch board. <laughs> That's oh. what I thought was the um, corrugated uh, paper, but um, cat scratch board and um, some other stuff on top. But um, but yeah, the top is weaved. So there was like some weaving, some really interesting weaving done up there. Um, and I, I, I thought the belts were a little bit much. Like I really would have liked it without the belts um, or those like those type of closures. But I, I thought it was a really interesting extra design choice. And I'm wondering why 
she did that and also why are people wearing so many shade like so many sunglasses inside um so yeah that yeah. i just was wondering about not okay and i know you can wear sunglasses inside but the, but all the sunglasses on the runway so far it's just seem unnecessary i'll say <laughs> so far it yeah. doesn't make any sense with the garment um yeah it's like look edgy wear sunglasses i know <laughs> And and this model would never stopped. I'm so glad that there is a, a viable photo for the cheat sheet because um, the model was just like here 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 and I and I know it's just like it probably was really hard to photograph her um, at the end of the runway. But yeah, okay. Next we have Joshua McKinley with Aquarium Rocks, a reptile yeah. cage. What did you think about this? I love this outfit. Think it's super fun. Um, uh, I, I, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Patricia's Patricia's wagging a finger at me. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm no, because it, it's something. Make... Yeah, it's something that McKinley did uh, yes. during the, the runway, and so I love that moment where McKinley's like, no, 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 like yes, or in like a yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Look at it. <laughs> it was so fun. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> also one of the better walking models. So this is also a, a really yeah. good model. And, um, this model like did a really good job with this garment, especially after Laura Kathleen's model. Um, uh, just kind of like hunching forward. It was like, you know, anyway. Um, but with all of this stuff, I felt like it was well balanced, just a lot of fun. I don't mind the shoes. I'm glad that there's a garment that's done. And yeah. I really enjoyed the, um, again, like talking about color, like wild colors together. But yeah. there is this integration and a plan. So Joshua had a plan with this color scheme to kind of finish up in a, in a way in the back where it's like balanced with the turquoise on one side and then with more of like the purpley stuff on the other side. And um, I don't mind that there's a really simple circle skirt. I kind of wish that, for instance, um, just like with Laura, that there had been no belt or maybe other designers, like maybe Bryce had done something a little bit more plain on the bottom, like that, that you could have benefited mm -hmm. from that that way. And then um, Stacey Bendit says it later that it was really nice to see a different silhouette or something that had some movement to it on, on the runway. So it felt so refreshing and freaking fun i and i yeah. so i remember i have a hard time with these types of shirts because like i have a larger bust and so i can't really wear it but i appreciate it so if i could wear it i would totally wear the shirt yeah yeah i have the opposite problem I, i'm like that inversed <laughs> i don't have large breasts but i have a smaller mid midsection yeah, i mean a yeah. larger midsection so yeah this would just kind of like sit there like a cupcake you know it was like <laughs> it would sit like frosting on my body it would be like oh wonderful frosting <laughs> yeah i mean that's another thing where it's it's like this is um I, you know, I think this silhouette's <laughs> also coming back in. And so I've been thinking about that because I have um, this really old tank top that I bought around this time um, from Forever 21. It's like one of the few things that I got from Forever 21. Um, and it has this shape. And I wore it outside in the wild, in the world for a couple of times. And then it got to a point where like, I couldn't wear it outside anymore. So I wear it to bed. But um it's so fun. I just really, really like it. And I feel like it's, it's kind of coming back to, especially with these like larger silhouettes and more comfortable um, types of clothing that yeah. I think that's, it's also kind of benefiting from 
from a 10 year stint. Like yeah. It's still something that I, I could see people wearing today. I totally agree. Although I think today people would want like a much different fabric. Oh yeah, totally. A a breathable textile. Yes. Because I think like comfort today is so different than something comfortable in this era. Oh, totally. Um, Yeah. Which is good. I think the way we talk about comfort now is so much better. And I was actually thinking about that. I was like, was there like a bodycon moment going on in 2010, 2011? There was, was there? I don't know. I mean, I feel like the, the, the body, co- yeah, it has never stopped. You know, it's, I, I think that that's always coming in and out. It's not even cyclical. Yeah. It's just there as yeah, an option, yeah. always. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that's. So, yeah. What do you think, readers? Do you remember that era? Let us know. Yeah, what were you wearing in 2010? <laughs> 20, I know. 2011. <laughs> I remember at this time, every single like I didn't used to buy jeans because I could never find them. And that was, this is when I started to buy jeans and mm-hmm. everything was like very low waisted jeans. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I, uh, what, what, like, what's the point of this? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I don't need a two inch zipper. I can't even get my finger in a two inch zipper. Come on. <laughs> so oh, man. this was like the era, the beginning of the skinny jean, I think, and the low waist skinny jean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, so we're done with the runway. And now it's on to judging. And so um, Heidi calls out Danielle, Julie, Laura, Victor, Becky, Cecilia, Kimberly, Anya, and very tentatively Bert, because this is our safe group. Um, So they're all safe. They qualify to go on. But not before Heidi got a little bit bitten out of Bert. She's Bert, you are yeah. so lucky that you have immunity. And Bert's like, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh next time. Anyway, so the rest have our have the highest and the lowest scores. Um, and so um we get to talk to them. So we have Bryce first. And I love it. I think it's always a bad sign. Um, I, so I, I also watch Top Chef. I don't know. Do you watch Top Chef? I don't. Okay. Well, one of the things I know, uh, Padma Lakshmi. So when Padma is talking to a, a, a chef who did a bad job, they don't start off with their words. They want their words first. They want to hear from the, the chef. So, chef, what were you thinking? Did this go the way that you had planned? Or what were your thoughts? And so Heidi goes, Bryce... Tell us about your look and please, please tell us about the material. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) And then, of course, this is the beginning of us hearing all of these hilarious, hilarious pet store names. Um, And so Bryce is talking about the weeby pads and and how um, that's essentially all of the the skirt. But, um, oh, man, they hated this. They really hated this. They all were like, haven't you watched this show before? Haven't you seen any previous seasons? Don't you know this by now that we hate tissue paper dresses? What were you thinking? Um, oh my God. So uh, let's see here. They, on top of, of course, hating the outfit, they also hated the styling. And yeah. um, Michael Kors is just like, ugh, what is she going? And she's going incognito in napkins. Um, and then Nina is just like, and then, and then you decided 
to do a lot of texture on top and something very voluminous on the bottom. There is no balance. They hate it so much. They're just like, oh, it's it's like this fits terrible. And then Heidi Klum goes like, and uh, who is this girl? And where is she going? And then Bryce says, I don't know. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Bryce, you really don't know. Um, and so, uh, yeah, yeah. Anything else about this teardown of Bryce? <laughs> no. No, not really. Yeah. I mean, these things are always so hard to watch because I feel like every designer can do better than what they did. Yes. Yeah. You know? And I think even in this episode, Feline says something like, oh, yeah, this is totally my my type of thing, but I just need more time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, we can, um, we can even talk about Feline because that was like a moment where um, they were going down a line. Also, they also did not like Feline's outfit. But going down and because she starts describing it as like, oh, you know, this is hippie chic. And I use these like sea kelp things from the aquarium that are plastic. And then I use the dog bed at um, as the top here or like lining from the dog bed or whatever. And everything that the, that the judges said. So they're like, the silhouette is too simple or there's nothing that excites me here. And Nina Garcia goes like, what bothers me the most are the colors the color combination and Fallon's like a little Halloween and like yes Halloween um so she's agreeing with everything that the that the judges are saying and which I which I love because I feel like that frustrates Heidi because she's like how can I make you feel bad if you've already made yourself feel bad like how can I add to Mm -hmm. this um but yeah no she's 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 just kind of admitted it that this is not not her best work and and she's um she's um, owning up to it because she knows that she can do better. She just know that. Yeah. And I actually respected that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think this part, I think sometimes they want to see people like, Oh, fight for your project, mm-hmm. fight for your design. But if, if you really are unhappy with what you did, mm-hmm. then I think the best thing to do is to just say, I am really unhappy with this too. I could yeah. not solve this problem. I could not get, I could not think or execute my way out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe Heidi thought that Feline was just being like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 as opposed to actually paying attention. But mm-hmm. I, I think it was sincere from Feline. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she knew it from the very beginning when she said, like, ugh, I chose orange. Why did I do that? I'm like, that's a good thing to notice. <laughs> Why did you choose orange? And you apparently really dislike that color. And I feel like when it comes back with Nina calling it out, she's like, Halloween, right? Because that's probably what has been going through Valiant's head the whole time in the workroom, looking at these colors. She's like, this is Halloween. This is why I don't like it. But you would also right. think that someone like Valiant would like Halloween. But yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. But, but I skipped over a couple of people. So we've we've skipped over everyone to get there. We can go back to Anthony. Um, so Anthony Ryan is um, in the top. And Anthony goes, yeah, so, so I saw everyone going to one side of this 25 square foot sore. And while they were all packed over there, I went on to the other side of the store. So I had like about two square feet and it was all seeds. So I'm different. So I made a dress full of seeds because no one else chose seeds. 
And it's just like, it's like, okay, all right, fine. Okay, Anthony Ryan, okay. But, you know, whatever. They loved it. And, but here we have like the him fight. So Heidi Klum is, um, I think, she, I think Heidi points out that it's very short and which mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised by because Heidi typically lights very short um, dresses um, or short silhouettes. But um, I think they, they, uh, it's something that Nina and Michael Kors points out that it kind of throws a little bit off, but also probably they're so frustrated because like this could have been perfect if we're just a little longer and I can't get it out of our, I can't get it out of my head. Like this dress would have been amazing and exceptional if it were just like a couple of inches longer. But um, I feel like that was essentially it, hmm. you know, they thought it was really chic and you could wear it outside, mm-hmm. even though you probably can't sit or wear this thing right. outside because right. um, regardless of how hard you try, I'm pretty sure birds would find you. There's so many seeds ah. in that dress. So, right. Um, and next we have Olivier. And um, yeah. And another one that they really, really, really loved and only yes. had, uh, what do you call it? A glowing comments. They only had glowing things to say about this outfit. What did you think of this interaction with Olivier? I thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I thought Oliver answered all their questions pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like everything went according to plan, which is the least pleasurable, um, unconventional challenges <laughs> episodes to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's no, move and- yeah, yeah, go ahead. I th- I did think it was very interesting that the top two looks look very similar together. And you know what? I have to say, I loved Stacey Bendit's suggestion of mixing them into two. Was that available on Tubi? What do you mean? Oh no! What what what, oh, is, okay. what, did, what did she say? So on. Let me just give you some specifics here. It's minute fifty-seven. Okay. On 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 Hulu, on minute fifty seven. Okay. After at, sometime after that, they're like, oh, they they both of these looks have the same hemlines. If you put them, Heidi says, if you put them next to each other, bird seeds win. And then <laughs> Stacy Bendit said something says something like, oh well, maybe you should take the um, the top from the bird seed top and mm-hmm. put it on the other skirt. Oh, yes. And that did become much more interesting. So the yeah. birds, the bird seat, instead of being a dress, it's a top. And yeah. then the, the skirt that Olivier made would go with that. And oh, that, that actually, would be really great. <clears throat> In terms yes, of the, the texture the... and also the, the contrast of the colors, because they're, they all go together. But yes. the contrast, oh, that would be really, that would be great. Yeah, it would so make it more, speci- both of them more interesting. It's specifically on Hulu. It's at minute fifty-eight <gasps> and eleven seconds. Okay, I'm going to rewatch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, or just like skip to that minute and just see the the frame still. It's just like, oh, that's the outfit that should have happened. Yeah, and so then did they actually do it? Um, did they like transpose it or however you 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 say it? like they could they do it? <gasps> they do. Someone oh, actually does a little man. like. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I feel like that would be, that would be great. Um, and yeah, a lot more interesting. And again, maybe something, Oh, that would be great. Oh my gosh. Um, cause I'm like, if they gave them two days to do this, maybe, maybe they would have gotten there or something. 
So um, I'll, I'll go back and look at it. All right. So yeah. after Olivier, we have um, Josh C. And Josh C. is just like, um, I made this out of a puppy umbrella. And you're just like, okay, great. But what is this other thing? And what is this other thing? And they're like, oh, well, this is um, this other piece of fabric. And this is this other types of piece of fabric. She's like, okay, yes, yes. Um, that's what it is. It's, it's too conventional. So unfortunately, they ding Josh C for using fabric or finding the most fabric-y things um, and putting them together into an uh, into this uh, into this garment. So we get kind of like this unconventional, uh, what do you call it? Like an unconventional scolding <laughs> from Michael Kors, yeah. kind of. And <clears throat> in a way, I I you know. I'll say that um, this is probably, I I thought about Tim Gunn backstage in hearing this because Tim was very encouraging to the top, but I don't know how much um, Tim saw of the, uh, the bottom part, for instance, like they're like Mm -hmm. kind of the way um, Oliver got away with using this like Sherpa like top with this more unconventional Mm -hmm. bottom then um, if Josh C had done something like that, if, if maybe if he had been further along during Tim's time and then, then this would have been hmm. different maybe. But um, what I love about this interaction is just, they go into it, they go into it with like Heidi and Michael Kors and he gets to Nina and she goes, it's okay. And that's it. And then Stacey's like, Oh my God, this is like something you see at a college bar. I'm like a college bar. Like the insults were coming in, in really unconventional ways, I'll say for this very Mm. conventional piece. So, um, anything else to say about Josh C? All right. No, I I think that Josh C was thinking more about making something that fit Mm -hmm. that actually using the imagination. Yes. Yeah. And that was really constraining. Yeah. It, it's really sad because I feel like that, you know, sort of the same way, sort of the same issues that Bert's having. Um, I think Josh C is having something similar in that he, he's responding to, he's not really responding to the, the challenge, but almost to like, like an assignment. And, and there is like this whole conversation that was going on between in the back in the workroom going on between, uh, um, Fallon and Victor where Fallon was kind of in a rut and saying like you know I just don't know what the judges want and Victor's like well mm. we'll never know what the judges want and then cut to Josh C going like well I think what the judges want is imagination and I'm just like oh my god no I mean that's I mean duh duh and right. that's like a start that's that's basically the, a foundation for everything it goes without saying but beyond yeah. that um but I also was kind of worried in that Josh C really is thinking about what the judges want. And I think this is where that happened, where the other rules for the challenge just went out the window because he was mainly focused on last week still. So yeah. All right. Josh M Joshua M. Uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> I think they, really like yeah they i shouldn't say they think they did really like it um it's it's colorful it's beautiful and this is where nina goes um what's that tag 
on the side, and that's where Joshua is just like, it's a parrot mirror, so she can use it to look at the parrot on her shoulder. And then it's like, okay. And then Heidi Klum is just like, I think it's great and it's unique. Um, it's just that I just want to wash her face. I just want to take a great big towel to her face and wash it off. I feel like this is such a mean comment. Like Heidi got into this really mean and kind of snippy mood and just turns to Michael Kors. Goes, I just want to wash her face off. I was like, that's so rude. Um, but I feel like, it, it, you know, then they have a talk about like, you don't need so many things because it takes away from the garment or the, from, from the, the way your garment wor- works. And also it's a, it's a marker of someone who, who thinks that they need to dress up a huge bore and that's what you that's not what you have like your your outfit is not boring and it's quite good um and for us it took away which i thought was fair but um i don't know if i don't remember if joshua actually pays attention to this (laughs) i don't remember yeah um i don't remember either yeah yeah um but yeah and we've already so that's joshua and anything else to say about about this before? Because we've already, so the next is fel, is felling, and so we've already kind of gone through all of that. Um, and then so they they talk to Felling for a little bit, and then they let them go backstage to wait, and then the judges unleash. So the designers have unleashed their creativity, and then the judges unleash. I, was, I mean, they went to town. I feel like they were really holding back a lot of these bitchy comments um, for when the designers were gone, which I'm just like, great, wonderful, but this is still going to air. <laughs> so, yeah. so Heidi's like, okay, let's talk about the designers we didn't like. And then Stacey Bennett just went to town where she's just like, oh my God. Um, uh, and they're like, let's talk about Joshua C. And she goes, I don't think it could have been any more boring. I'm like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, She's like, oh my god! I feel like there's something so boring about it. This is so so boring, and it became like really ugly. Like I kept thinking about this like 1990s bar scene. So something happened to Stacey in a college, what she calls a college bar, which I would like to know what that is because I, I I think like a college bar, probably around like a university or something. But I also kind of think perhaps she's thinking of something that was like I don't know, um, you know, I, something that is actually from a memory of hers. So it felt mm. it felt very visceral. It felt very personal and specific. So I would like to know some stories about Stacy's um, run-ins with someone who looks like something wearing that Josh C made because it triggered her in a, in a particular way. Um, Heidi Klum says Bryce has the worst outfit. <laughs> the mm. worst outfit. And Michael Kors said, I could puke on that outfit. And then um, Heidi Klum goes back and says, I could pee all over that outfit. They hated, they hated it so much. Yeah. Uh, so um, they hated felines, of course. Uh, someone calls it hideous. I don't remember who, but um, they. I think they appreciated that she also thought it was terrible. And um, and then yeah, and they talk about the ones that they really liked. We have a little bit of a fight between um, Heidi Klum versus Nina and Michael Kors over yeah. uh, at. Um, uh, oh my god Anthony Ryan I was going to call him Ashley Anthony Ryan versus Olivier so Olivier is um, the winner according to Michael Kors and Nina 
And Heidi Klum really wants Anthony Ryan to win. Um, and so I, so I, I really love this talk about like, oh, you know, if the hand were a little bit longer, then that would have been perfect. But as soon as Nina, because Nina in her critique of Oliver used the word editorial and I would photograph this tomorrow. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's the winner. It's the winner. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that um, usually solves that dilemma. Yes. Anyway, so they have their little, like, Anthony Oliver fight, Oliver fight. We don't know who's going to win when they bring the designers back out. And so, um, but who is the winner? Who who wins out on the Anthony versus Oliver fight, Patricia? So the winner of the unconventional challenge, challenge um, is Oliver. Yes. I don't remember Oliver winning this challenge. <laughs> I know. I actually, in my mind, I thought um, Ald, I'm good. I, I'm still Ryan. learning all their names. Yeah. Andy yeah. Ryan Ald was going to win this challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was, I completely forgot. Um, so Oliver is the winner. And it's so cute because they say really nice things. Um, and then Oliver, under, under their breath, was just like, I will only work harder. And then, like, walks off and is like, you know, um, and it's just really, really wonderful and amazing. And then Anthony Ryan um, gets sent off with Heidi Klum saying, Anthony Ryan, honestly, your look was my favorite, but side eye, I was overruled. So it's like, it's good to know. He's like, well, you know, that, that it was close. And also that Heidi Klum went to bat or, you know, is that with the bat for you? Yeah. Right. That's the expression. Fought for you. Yeah. I'll just say that. Not yeah. with the bat, but like yeah. went to the mat. Went to the mat yeah. for you. That's Yeah, what I think people yes. people say both of those things. I know what that means. Okay, yeah. good to know. Um, all right. So our other safe people um, is Bryce. So it's between Fallon and, and Josh. So yeah. um, the, the person who is out, unfortunately, is Joshua C. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like a real sweetheart, by the way. Like such a I'm, sweetheart, <laughs> you know. Just needed to be like a lot more free, and I and I think probably needed a lot more time to warm up to the environment. Um, there's something to Josh because when they go back in the waiting room and say goodbye, like Tim comes in, and I've never remembered Tim choking up this early in the season when saying goodbye to someone. So I feel like that's significant um, in terms of of, right. of uh, like who Josh was and and how their interactions have gone. But I think also I think Tim really saw a lot of promise in Josh Joshua C. So so yeah I yeah that's that's it I think that's the end that's all those are all my thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? No no I think this was the most like drama free conventional materials challenge yeah yeah that we've that i've remember seeing yeah mainly the drama was about process like oh my god the skirt's too short oh my goodness what am i doing with these wee wee pads oh my goodness yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's still it's it's but early. Even sometimes but even sometimes like things fall things break things like crash there's like the i think uh laura was the, the only one that had a dramatic revision yes yeah, from what yeah, they started right. with, yeah. right? There wasn't that many like dramatic revisions from what we saw them work throughout. Yeah, from what we saw on the runway. Yeah, and for a couple of them, um, there should have been <laughs> some yeah, dramatic revisions that would have helped, like I, it did with Laura. 
Um, I agree. Well, um, that is the end of the episode. Uh, Listeners, um, lovely, lovely listeners, if you have any other thoughts, if we miss anything, if you have any hot takes and rants about this episode, then email them to us. Uh, we'd love to to know what your thoughts are and um, what you're thinking of, of this episode. And, and also if, if it's different on a rewatch. So there, if there's anyone who's ri- watching this again, if you're feeling differently 11 years later, <laughs> we'd love to hear that. So, um, all right. So Patricia, before we go, anything to share with our listeners and can you remind them how to find you? Yeah, I am now just returning to social media. So I'm, I'm actually going to be much more active from here on. So I can be found on both Instagram and Twitter with the same username, which is sense and sight. That is common sense and optical sight. S E N S E S I A N D. Sorry. I'm just, I messed that up. I'm going to start again. <laughs> I forgot how to speak. Um, S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And the only thing that I'd like to share is that um, it's Pride Month. So I just want to remind everybody that, that there's probably something really cool happening at your library. Yeah. So check it out. Go request some books. Um you don't need to buy the two hundred dollar, you know, trans pride flag cardigan on the shop window. <laughs> no. um, but I mean, unless you love it and you can afford it, and you think your money should go there, then enjoy it. But um, just remember that libraries are around and holding probably really, really great events. I was actually at one this past weekend, and I'm still kind of glistening with joy from it. So that's yeah. all I want to share. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> what oh. about you? What are you up to? Where can we keep up with you in between episodes? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, you'll find me <laughs> now enjoying walks. I'm just <laughs> I'm so happy that I'm able to like um yeah, I'm happy to be better. And I've been um one of the things that I did when I was sick was go on for like a long walk in the sun. Um, because it's been a rough spring as well on the East coast here. It's been really cold and rainy. And, um, I, you know, (laughs) some of you guys know, but for those of you who don't know, I grew up in Los Angeles and so I've never taken sun for granted probably until this year. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things that I I have been doing besides, you know, like my work and, um, uh, and my practice is adding in the, uh, these types of walks because, it helped while I was trying to get better. And um, mm-hmm. it's something that I've been appreciating a lot more, and especially since like the weather is opening up. It's just, it's so wonderful. Um, yeah. Cause one of the things I did um, oh, as soon as I could was just walk around um, our districts here um, and, and really appreciate those things. So I've been having like a really good time there and, um, and yeah. And, and of course you can find me everywhere else at Ernez, H E R N E A S E. And um, I, I don't have anything coming up. I, you know, it's been a very busy uh, few art months. And, um, and uh, you know, unfortunately, just kind of like had some other stuff come up that um, even delayed this episode. Um, and so moving forward, you know, I'm just, I, I will keep everyone um, in, uh, yeah, like in touch with, if, with anything that comes up. But I'm just going to be trying to enjoy the summer as much as I can, I'll say. Just going to try to enjoy it. So. Yeah. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, listeners, um, you guys are all so wonderful and really great. Again, um, please take care as best as you can and um, take care of one another as well. You know, just check in with the people that you um, that you care about. And um, until next week, um, we will both say goodbye. So, bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>